now for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. I can see you right now in the kitchen, bending over a hot stove, but I can't see the stove. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The shadow knows. <laughs> Would you mind telling me whose brain I did put in? And you won't be angry. I will not be angry. Abby someone. Abby someone. Abby who? Abby normal. What do you do, Carl? Carl is a inventor slash entrepreneur. Yeah, I'm still looking for that home run, you know? I mean, <laughs> when I saw the iPod first time, I was like, yeah, I could have kicked myself. That was so hard on him. What's your name? Carl my name. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger. Ready to move out. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents the best in classic radio. This time, it's part two of the Phil Harris and Alice Faye show from 1949. Then John Daner stars as the man called Paladin on an exciting Western adventure of Have Gun, Will Travel from 1959. With me, as always, is my co-host, Lisa Wolf. What's up, Lisa? Hey, Carl. Hey, what's happening in Hollywood? Well, hey, we've got John Lennon to be commemorated on a U.S. postage stamp in 2018. So this upcoming stamp, it's out this year. It will honor this British pop legend. This will be a forever stamp and released as part of the Music Icon series. Are you familiar with that? Well, I'm guessing Michael Jackson would be on that and Paul McCartney and uh, you know, Elvis. I don't, I don't and some know all people. of them. Yeah. Elvis, definitely. Jimi yeah. Hendrix, right. uh, John Lennon, uh, Will Be Now, Ray Charles, Janis Joplin, just to name a few. Right. So, you know, what a big honor. It is. Um, and he was born in the UK, of course, not here in the United States. He received his green card um, in 76, and then he spent his uh, life in New York City until he died at the young age of 40. Yeah, boy, oh boy, um, 40 years of age. Unbelievable. Yeah. Now, the Beatles already have been honored with a stamp in 1999. It has a yellow submarine on it. Have you seen <laughs> that one? I think I have. It's a great stamp. Now, this one will have a photograph of John Lennon with his trademark glasses on, and it'll have a peace symbol between the letters USA and Forever. Very cool. So it's a, it's a really neat thing. And the way the Forever stamps work, I believe, is whatever you pay for them, they always work, right? They will work forever. forever. That even when stamp <laughs> prices go up. Which they always which do. Which they always do. Go yeah. with the Forever stamps. All right. Very cool. Thanks, Lisa. Sure, Carl. Appreciate it. All right. Last time, we began listening to a very funny episode of Phil Harris and Alice Faye. From October 30th, 1949, it's called The Ukulele, and it stars Phil and Alice, along with uh, Walter Tetley, Elliot Lewis, Gloria McMillan. Let's tune in to the conclusion of the Phil Harris and Alice Faye Show. Tune in tomorrow and see if Julius wins Emma from Harold. Remember, same time, same station, for a new episode in the loves of Emma Crocodile, Girl Kangaroo. Is what is love a subject to be buffeted about? All I want to know is, can you teach me to play the ukulele by tonight? Of course not. It takes time to learn to play the ukulele. Then how am I going to win Emma from Harold? <laughs> Tune in tomorrow and find out. <laughs> Mr. Harris, if Mr. Renley won't help me, maybe you can. You got a reputation as a ladies' man. 
How do you get dames to fall in love with you? Now you've struck a nerve, Doc. <laughs> Used to be my business. I thought you said ukulele playing was your business. Well, that was a subsidiary of the main enterprise. <laughs> Now then, Julius, uh, my boy, uh, what is your problem? How many times do I have to tell you? <laughs> I'm in love with Lillian, but she's in love with Sam. <laughs> Who are Sam and Lillian? They're summer replacements for Emma and to you is to move in with your in-laws. If there is not enough room for all of you, let the girl move out, but you stay. That's my advice to you. And remember, you heard it here. And now, does anyone else have a problem? I got a problem, Mr. Anthony. <laughs> Twenty years ago, my fiancé left me to marry another woman. They now have 12 children, and every time I see him on the street and try to talk to him, he says, go away, stop bothering me, drop dead. Now, my problem is this. Do you think his love for me is on the wane? <laughs> He's going to get over it. Don't oh, worry. I don't know. I don't know. A boy's first love is a very serious affair. Alice is right. I'll never forget my first love affair. Gee, she was cute. She had red hair, blue eyes, and gold braces on her teeth. <laughs> I wore braces, too. Oh, that must have been romantic. <laughs> it was. Every time we kissed, it looked like... <laughs> inclined and Frankie. Do you remember your first love affair? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was a little honey. It was her first love affair, too. Her first and her last. How do you know it was her last? It had to be. Anything after me, honey, is camping out. <laughs> yeah. When I left that kid, she just gave up. What happened to the poor child? Well, the last I heard of her, she had a dog team. <laughs> she was hauling blubber to Admiral Byrd. Well, you know, you should have helped, Julius. After all, he thought enough of you to come to you for advice, and you should be flattered. Yeah. That's funny. I never thought of it that way. You know something, Frankie? She's right. After all, we ought to try to help that little kid somehow. Yeah, maybe we should. Doing a good turn for somebody makes you feel good inside. After all, we can't go through life tormenting Julius. 
We gotta lend a helping hand sometime, and now is the time to do it. Oh, my stout master will love me for this. <laughs> All right, Frankie, come on. Look, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll call Julius and tell him that we'll meet him at the party tonight and help him promote his romance, okay. huh? you and Mr. Wimmer to come over to the party and help me. Ah, that's all right, kid. And look, kid, hey, we got a great plan for you. Now, look, you take this ukulele and then get Emma out in the garden, you know, where it's where it's dark and then and then serenade her. I told you I can't play the uke. Ah, you won't have to. All you do is fake it. I'll be playing my uke. Tell me, kid, where's a good place for me to hide in the garden? Behind the hedges. Oh, that's great. And look, Julius, I'm going to help, too. So while Frankie plays, you see, I'll serenade her. Now, where do you want me to hide while I'm singing? The bottom of the swimming pool is a good spot. <laughs> That's just the same, Mr. Harris, but you don't have a very romantic voice. What are you talking about? There are only two great romantic baritones in the country. Me and Borgian Monroe. <laughs> now, look, kid, all you have to do is to get your girl... Take her out in that garden, and we're going to do the rest. Now, come on, Remley. Let's hide behind the hedge. All right. Gee, it's nice of those guys to help me. If this thing works, maybe I'll win, Emma, and... Julia! Oh, Julia! Here comes Emma now. Be quiet, my little heart. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Emma. How would you like to go for a walk in the garden with me? Oh, I'm sorry, Julius, but I can't leave my guests. That's why I came to see you. I want you to take Poodles for a walk. Here's the leash. But, Emma, I wanted to take you out for a walk. Maybe later. Thank you, Julia. Everything happens to me. Instead of Emma, I get to walk with an Irish setter. Quiet, Poots. Shut up! Come on, I'll walk you. Why couldn't you be Emma? Then I could tell you what I think of you. I tell you, you're the most wonderful girl I've ever seen in all my life. We'll have to wait, Curly. You got an awful chilly standing out here. You see any sign of Julius and his girl yet? No. It's too dark out here to see anything, but I know that they... Hey, wait a minute. What is it? I hear something. Somebody's Sunday, coming. Emma, I hope to make you mine. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I'm tired of walking. I'm going to sit down. You sit down, too. I said sit down, you funny-looking mutt Hey, Curly Did you hear what he said to Emma? Yeah Must be a new teenage term of endearment Gee, what a night I could get so romantic But with that moon and those stars, yeah And I gotta be out here with you. (laughs) Can you please sit still? And stop trying to drag me over to that tree! (laughs) She's trying to. Maybe there's a hammock out there. (laughs) Curly, let's start serenading Emma. No, no, let's listen a little more. This kid's technique fascinates me. Got. I wish you could tell me. But no, all you do is sit there and scratch yourself. 
These kids get pretty personal. <laughs> well, that's that modern youth. Everything frank and above board. Why do you keep scratching? <laughs> oh, I see what's wrong. You got a tick in the hairy part of your face. <laughs> Don't sound very entrancing. <laughs> Pretty sloppy hostess. <laughs> At least she could do a shave. Yeah, young girl. Now that I removed the tick, you feel better, huh? Oh, now you want to play. Okay, set up on your hind legs and I'll scratch your stomach. <laughs> Now is the time. <laughs> Ain't she sweet? See her walking down the street. Oh, I ask you very confidentially. Ain't Wait a minute. Sweet. Wait a minute. What are you guys doing? Keep scratching, kid. We're with you. Don't serenade now. Emma ain't with me. Then who are you making love to? Was Emma. You thought that? <laughs> That's rich. Emma's a dog. What did you say, Julia? I said Emma's a dog. <laughs> they thought the dog Emma. <laughs> well, I invite you to my home and you insult me. Harold was right when he called you a ruffian. But Emma! Calling me a dog. But Emma, how do we know that you weren't a dog? Julius, I never want to see you again. Get out and take your two little hoodlum friends with you. Goodbye, Mr. Abruzio. But Emma... Emma! Miss Hoggenschlager! I'm sorry, folks. We're a little late. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night. This program is produced and directed by Paul Phillips. Included in today's cast was Gloria McMillan. The part of Frankie Remley was played by Elliot Lewis, and Julius was played by Walter Tetley. The ukulele was played by Frank Remley. Alice Fay appeared through the courtesy of 20th Century Fox. Stay tuned for The Adventures of Sam Spade, which follows immediately on NBC. That's the Phil Harris and Alice Faye show from October 30th, 1949, the ukulele starring Phil Harris and Alice Faye, along with Elliot Lewis, Walter Tetley, and Gloria McMillan, sponsored by Rexall, is heard on NBC. When we come back, it's Have Gun, Will Travel, Don't Go Away. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hi, this is Carl Amari. These classic radio shows are direct from master recordings and digitally remastered. We license these classic radio shows from the owners and estates for the privilege of using their master recordings as our source material so that we can pass that great sound quality on to you. Oh, you can find classic radio shows sold on the Internet from companies that are not authorized to sell them, but you'll often be disappointed by the inferior sound quality. If you enjoy listening to and collecting great sound quality classic radio shows, we've set up 
up a website just for you at ClassicRadioStore.com so you can enjoy them anytime, anywhere. Log on to ClassicRadioStore.com to download your favorites to your smartphone, computer, or any listening device. We offer thousands of digitally remastered classic radio shows, uncut and unedited, including the original commercials, delivered to you instantly via digital download. Log on to ClassicRadioStore.com. That's ClassicRadioStore.com. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Welcome back. I'm Carl Amari. This is Hollywood 360. Across about 200 radio stations, coast to coast. Make sure you check out our website, Hollywood360radio.com. You can own the Duke Gold Proof Coin, a 24-karat gold-plated proof coin with a vivid portrait of John Wayne in full color on the front. This coin is officially authorized by John Wayne Enterprises. This $40 coin is being offered through this special limited-time radio offer for only $9.99 plus $4.95 shipping and handling. That is 75% off the regular price. Call now to order, 877 877- 739-6221. That's 877-739-6221. And go to BradfordExchange.com backslash Duke Coin. I have this coin. It's absolutely gorgeous. Wow, I would love to see it. And it's it. only $9.99, normally a $40 coin. And I'm telling you, folks, the Bradford Exchange puts out the greatest coins, and they're just beautiful. Do absolutely you have a gorgeous. coin collection? No, I don't, but no. I have this coin. It's absolutely gorgeous. Well, I would love to see I it. I want all of our listeners to check it out. And give the number again, Lisa. Sure. It is 877-739-6221. And the URL? That's bradfordexchange.com backslash dukecoin. All righty. Time now for a good Western adventure of Have Gun, Will Travel. Of course, everybody knows this started as a television show starring Richard Boone, but it was so popular on TV that CBS decided, hey, let's turn it into a radio series, one of the only series to ever do that. I think my little Margie also did that, but uh, a great series. And John Daner played Paladin on radio. We have a broadcast for you now from June 14, 1959. This is called Bitter Wine. Here's John Daner in part one of Have Gun, Will Travel. If you pull that trigger, this torch will start a fire you'll never be able to stop. An oil fire. It'll wipe out everything you've worked for. Have Gun, Will Travel. Starring Mr. John Daner as Paladin. San Francisco. 1875, the Carlton Hotel, headquarters of a man called Paladin. Come in. Paladin. Well, Miss Wong. Oh, and how are you this evening? Oh, very good. Thank you, Mr. Paladin. Uh, excuse, please, but the man in Ravi asked me to bring you this. Oh, what is oh, it? Yeah, uh, not say. Huh. Bottle of wine. Yes, sir. That's good color. Uh, message come with it. Oh, where is it? Well, he told me message. He come to Ravi, wait for you. 
Then say he has no time to wait longer. He give me water and message. I see. What's his name? Renato Donatello. Donatello? Yes, sir. He want you come to his ranch soon as possible. Donatello Wine Ranch. Oh, yes, oh. I've heard of it. Oh. All right, Miss Wong, I will. That's the first portion of Have Gone. We'll travel more after these words. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Now back to Have Gone, Will Travel. The Donatello house was placed squarely in the center of a huge vineyard. The grounds were neat and clean. The buildings a sparkle, the rows of vines well kept. Obviously, years of loving care had gone into everything. And obviously, Signor Donatello could see nothing but red. This whole place is going to be ruined if something is not done. Well, maybe you better tell me exactly what is ruining your vineyard, Signor. Oh, see, two things. A madman and a well. Now, from a well should come life, refreshment, the water, Signor, huh? And from this one? From this well comes the evil, stink, blackness, ruin. Oil? Oil, see, oil. Black slime drains onto my land, the ruin of my vine. The smoke from his tank coats the grapes. The wine is a bitter because of it. I... Well, tell me about the, the madman, Signor oh, he is cunning. He's a powerful. He defies me, will not pay damages. He will not change his ways. What's this fellow's name? His name is Gorman. Timothy Jerome Gorman. <laughs> Irish. <laughs> Well, are the Irish so bad? Uh, I ask you, Mr. Paladin, what kind of a savage you drink a whiskey made out of potatoes, huh? Renato, I missed oh. you. <laughs> oh, Teresa, this is Senor Paladin of San Francisco. This is my sister, Teresa. How do you do? Bienvenido, Senor Paladin. You are welcome to this house. Thank you. Renato neglected to tell me that his sister was very beautiful. Oh, grazie. <laughs> Teresa, also the finest cook, senor. Today I make scalapini. It is awaiting you. And you must eat, senor Paladi. Oh, first, but I get you some wine to taste. Huh? Only a moment. I am glad you're here, senor. Renato is so upset in this terrible fight with senor Gorman. What's your opinion of Gorman? He's a bad enemy. But he would be a good friend. Do not tell Renato, but today I sent some scalapini to Signor Gorman. It is my finest dish. That's a fine peace offering. Here we are, Signor. Now, this was my prize wine. Now, you taste, huh? Thank you. Huh? What do you think? Mm, well... A little sour. A little it, sour. It, it has a... It's like the inside of a smoke chimney. That's that oil well. What? What is it? Let's have a look. Oh! Senor Gorman does it is. That's the... That 
Answer the pen. It's got a pen here, Santa. What an insult. I'll go up there and i crush you, that savage. No, no, you I... won't, senor. Let me go up there first and see if I can do anything. Shut her down. That's it. Mr. Gorman? Yeah, that's me. Who are you? My name is Paladin. How'd you get in here? Walked in. No wonder you wasn't shot. I've got rifle guards all around the place. I saw them. What's the reason? A crazy Italian who's trying to ruin me. You look like a good man in a fight. How'd you like to work for me? I'd like to, except for one thing. I already worked for that crazy Italian. Now, look here, you uh, get Before off. we talk, Mr. Gorman, we should understand two things. First of all, he's not crazy. Second, he's an American. He's crazy as a bog walker. Well, this is a nice-looking operation you have here. What did you know about oil? Well, I was in Texas when they brought in the black cat, but uh, two things should be changed. Oh, they should. Well, name them. Well, the main drainage ditch for the waste and the smoke from the boiler... You see, Mr. Gorman, the waste drains onto Donatello's land, and the smoke drifts over and coats his vines. Now, you could pump the waste off this rise and drain it off down the opposite slope, and a 20-foot chimney on that boiler would get away from the downdraft and take the smoke off harmlessly. It's a, it's a crime to destroy a vineyard that produces the best wine in the state, Mr. Gorman. I don't drink wine. When I want to drink, I take white mule straight. That's a man's drink. And something else, Mr. Paladin. I could do those things, you said, but it'd cost money. Every cent I could beg borrow steel went into this well. Besides, that Donatello's fought me every foot of the way. Teresa Donatello hasn't fought you. Well, I kind of liked her until she tried to poison me. That Italian food hits me the wrong way. That scallopini was well meant. I took one taste and it bit me. I figured I'd better shoot it before it got loose and ran wild. Now, Mr. Gorman, would you shoot an unarmed scallopini? I'd shoot anything that gives me trouble. Wine versus oil. Donatello versus Gorman. It was a standoff. And I hoped to keep it a standoff until I could clear up a few matters. I borrowed a horse and started for the nearest town. By the time I got back to the Donatello ranch, the standoff had turned into a battle. A mob of men were surging around the wine vats. Teresa. I tried to pray. But I cannot. Not for this. What's happening? Renato felt the time of choice is past. That he must lead a raid on Senor Gorman or we'll lose everything. But it's gone wrong. Gorman and his men are going to wreck our vats. Renato will be killed. You must help. Get in the house and stay there. I'll see what I can do. Or I'll blow your spine in two. Oh, oh, hold it, wait! It's a trap! Come back! That's fine, that's fine. Now more of the same. Everybody back! It's a trap! Go on, everybody get back to the well! That's better. <laughs> so, that's how a big time gunman acts, is it? Crawling up to shoot people in the back. You didn't get shot. 
I figured you'd listen to reason. Otherwise, I'd have had to kill a half a dozen innocent men. You talk big, Paladin. But the next time we meet, you'd better be ready to back it up. Good night, Mr. Gorman. Remember what I told you. Next time. I think you understand that your attack was a foolish move. Yes, yeah, No, thank you. Gorman can ruin my vineyards as he pleases. Tomorrow, Teresa and I will pack and move. This vineyard and winery means a lot to you, doesn't it? Yeah. It was my whole life. I have no wife, no little ones, Paladin. I have the vines that I put in the ground with my own hands. Those vats, they're not vats of wine. They are years of my life. But Believe me, I understand. And I want you to understand that that Gorman feels the same about his well and refineries in your Oh, you, you can't compare my beautiful wine with that black slime. The, the principle involved is the same. No. Look, Paladin. look. Tomorrow, if you still want to move, I'll help you pack. Tonight, I'd like to use a barrel of your wine. What for? For some of Gorman's rifle guards. <laughs> you crazy? You ever read Omar Khayyam, senor? Huh? The grape with logic absolute shall all the warring tribes confute. Ah. Nothing. I want that barrel of wine and a wagon. It took a great deal of trouble to have a barrel of Donatello's wine fall off a wagon in just the right position for three of Gorman's guards to see it. It took two full hours of patient waiting for them to drink enough of it. And then it took some persuasion in Signor Donatello's direction. Oh, Paladin, this is crazy. Those guards, they will kill us if they find us here. Not if you do as I say. Gorman's men aren't going to kill anybody. Not after drinking a barrel of your wine. Now, I want you to stay hidden here until I yell for you. Oh, no, no. I come with you. You did things your way last night, remember? But the last... Tonight, tonight, I'm giving the orders. Uh, All right, I stay, I stay. All right, you lily-livered weakmans, break your backs. Get that A-beam up on end and lift, will you? I say lift! Gorman. Paladin, why you... <laughs> what are you standing there for, at you boys? A gun won't do you any good, Gorman. Down off there, I'll blow a hole right through you. If you do, if you do, there'll be quite a fire. I mean it, Colonel. I'll give you five seconds. Put out that torch. This torch will set your whole tank afire if you shoot me. Now, time's up. My life isn't worth that much to you, Gorman. Put down the gun. All right. All right. Now that's better. Now I'll come down. We'll talk. Donatello. Donatello. What's he doing skulking around here? Uh, uh, Now you're going to burn it up, huh? Go ahead. You started the fire. I like them apples, Mr. Gorman. I don't want to start any fires unless I have to. Now, here. I want you both to read this and sign it. What? What is it? I had a lawyer draw it up. Renato? Huh? You give Gorman $3,000 to build a drainage set up in a chimney. In exchange... 
You'll get a share in the well and a voice in how it's run. No, why should no I pay a few thousand dollars? Go ahead and start a fire. Yeah, I'll start well, you've fire. never seen an oil fire, have you, Donatello? Why, this tank would explode in a few minutes and burning oil would cover your whole vineyard. You'd both be wiped out. Mm. Now, take your choice, gentlemen. With that agreement, you can both operate your business at a profit. Otherwise, if you continue to fight, you'll both lose everything. Hey, partner. Partner. Shake hands. I know. Shake hands. Shake hands. Good. Now, Mr. Gorman, Renato's sister has a plan to seal the partnership. To the new partnership. Ah. Mm. <laughs> well, say now, this wine ain't so bad after all. <laughs> it don't have the kick of white mule, but it feels all right. What do you mean? I don't know, but when I came in here, I hated everybody. Now, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, the dinner's wild. almost ready. Oh. Wait till you taste it. And I'm going to get a dinner wine. I'm <laughs> just the right thing. Paladin, what? you've got to get me out of here. Think of some excuse. You're smart. Why? What's the trouble? Teresa, she's a fine, handsome woman and all, but I can't stand that Italian food she cooks. It scorches me very inside. Here's but, the food. Oh, no. And here's the wine. Oh, and now we're all going to eat like friends. Uh, you said, Mr. Gorman. Um... Why don't you show Mr. Gorman your special dish, Teresa? Of course. Here. You like? Why? Why, that's Irish stew. (laughs) And one thing more, Mr. Pallet. Yes? This. I will see you tomorrow. For breakfast. Mm-hmm. Good night. Until then. Well, hello there, Miss Wong. Hello, Mr. Falladen. Good to see you back. <laughs> you sound like Hey Boy. <laughs> No, no, I don't think so. As a matter of fact, everything is going very well. <laughs> yes, uh, uh, I see you make quick plan for eating with charming young lady. Uh, you not only sound like hey boy, uh, you think like he does. Yes, uh, but how you make date so fast? A bottle of wine, Miss Wong. Wine? Some of Mr. Donatello's very best wine. Oh. That very nice present. And on the enclosed note, note, I quoted a little of Omar Khayyam. Oh, very nice. Yes, very nice indeed. Mr. Paladin, I can have a copy of same note? Well, certainly. What for? Uh, Send to him, boy. Attached to bottle of sake. (laughs) Might have most happy results. Oh, yes, I think so. Good night, Mr. Pilot. <laughs> Good night, Miss Wong. Have gun. 
Will Travel, created by Herb Meadow and Sam Rolfe, is produced and directed by Norman McDonald and stars John Daner as Paladin with Ben Wright as Hayboy. Tonight's story was written by Ken Cold and adapted for radio by John Dawson. Featured in the cast were Blanche Hawkins, Lawrence Dobkin, Virginia Gregg, and Waldo Epperson. Hugh Douglas speaking. Join us again next week for Have Gun, Will Travel. And that's Have Gun, Will Travel from June 14, 1959 with Bitter Wine starring John Daner. And that had participating sponsors as heard on CBS. Let's take a quick break. Then it's more of Hollywood 360 after these words. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hi, this is Sarah Knight Adamson. I'm the national film critic for the website sarahsbackstagepass.com. I'm a member of the Broadcast Film Critics Association in L.A. and a voting member of the Critics' Choice Film Awards. Coming up next, you'll hear a film review of a movie that's playing near you. Book Club. It's rated PG-13. It's a romantic comedy with an all-star cast. Jane Fonda plays Vivian. Diane Keaton, Diane. Candace Bergen, Sharon. Mary Steenburgen, Carol. And it co-stars Andy Garcia, Don Johnson, and Richard Dreyfus. These ladies have all been friends since college. They gather monthly for their book club that always includes drinking wine. Fonda decides to spice up the group by choosing the book Fifty Shades of Grey. Let's take a listen. Ladies, I am not going to let us become those people who stop living before they stop living. I would like to introduce you to Christian Grey. This is for mature audiences. Certainly sounds like us. Book Club explores all four of the women's romantic lives and their attempts to either spice up the game, be open to love again, or in two of the women's situations, try to get back in the game. Here's another clip. care what society says about women our age. You are better at this than you think you are. The choice should be ours. Shut up and kiss me. Do we want another bottle? Yes. The bottom line, I'm way in. Three and a half stars out of four. Writer and director Bill Holderman, along with co-writer Aaron Sims, brings us a fresh, entertaining view of what old age should actually look like. The film gives encouraging notice to the younger crowd by providing an understanding that life isn't over just because you're a certain age. Check out my interview with director Bill Haldeman and writer Aaron Sims, along with my written interview of Book Club on sarahsbackstagepass.com. See you next week. Hi, Carl Amari here for Remind Magazine, America's monthly blast from the past. Each month, Remind Magazine focuses on a pop culture theme from the 1950s through the 1980s, covering a wide spectrum of topics from Marilyn Monroe to Marilyn Manson. In every 50-plus page issue of Remind Magazine, you'll find dozens of puzzles, movie posters, trivia contests, classic comics, crossword puzzles, vintage advertisements for products from days gone by, and much more. And every issue features my column, Radio 360 where I focus on a celebrity from Hollywood's golden age and write about his or her radio work. And next to my article is the monthly schedule of the classic radio shows I'll be playing each month so you'll never miss your favorites. Remind Magazine is available at Barnes & Noble and Walmart stores throughout the country. But because I write for this magazine, I'll let you in on a little secret. You can get Remind Magazine for about 60% less than the newsstand price by ordering it online at RemindMagazine.com. Visit RemindMagazine.com and subscribe today. 
Hi, this is Carl Amari. These classic radio shows are direct from master recordings and digitally remastered. We license these classic radio shows from the owners and estates for the privilege of using their master recordings as our source material so that we can pass that great sound quality on to you. Oh, you can find classic radio shows sold on the Internet from companies that are not authorized to sell them, but you'll often be disappointed by the inferior sound quality. If you enjoy listening to and collecting great sound quality classic radio shows, we've set up a website just for you at ClassicRadioStore.com so you can enjoy them anytime, anywhere. Log on to ClassicRadioStore.com to download your favorites to your smartphone, computer, or any listening device. We offer thousands of digitally remastered classic radio shows, uncut and unedited, including the original commercials, delivered to you instantly via digital download. Log on to ClassicRadioStore.com. That's ClassicRadioStore.com. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Next time, Dorothy Kilgallen's husband, Dick Kalmar, stars as Boston Blackie. You won't want to miss that. Then it's a funny episode of The Bickersons. That's next time here on Hollywood 360. We'll see you then.